Life Audio. Are you tired of the communication problems in your relationship? Don't you wish there was some sort of a cheat sheet that could help you to learn how to de-escalate arguments quickly? Well, friend, I have just the resource for you. I've created a resource called Heart to Heart Conversation Starters for Couples in Conflict. This is not only going to help you to de-escalate those arguments, but it's also going to help you learn how to stop pointing fingers and find common ground. Get your free guide today at danashay.com forward slash conversation starters. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash conversation starters. Be on your way today to better communication in your relationship. Hey, hey, everybody, it's Dana Shea. And today, you guys, we are going to get into a really hot topic, okay? This is a conversation that has really been on my heart for a long time. I mean, like a long, long time. As a matter of fact, I think it was two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I was asked to be a guest on a podcast and they asked me, what is the thing that's burning on your heart right now? What is the thing that you want to talk about? And I just blurted out, it's the objectification of women. Because I feel like this conversation is so pertinent. It's so urgent and it's so relatable to every woman, regardless of whether you're a Christian woman, a non-Christian woman, young, old, black, white, thin, heavy, whatever you are, this is something that affects all of us. And it also affects men. So if you're a man and you're listening, don't turn away. Don't like be like, oh, that has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with you, brother. Okay. So I want to really just set up this conversation, you guys, because there are a lot of things that, to be honest, as I've been really processing through this podcast and through all of my content, really, I have asked the Lord, like, Lord, what is on your heart? What do you want your people to know? You guys know that y'all can scroll through YouTube, you can scroll through other podcasts, you can look through social media, and there is so much noise out there. There are so many people out here talking about stuff, talking about their opinions, talking about their belief systems, talking about philosophy. And to be honest, a lot of that stuff is just empty. It's just noise. How is what you're hearing transforming your life? How is what you're hearing actually transforming your relationships? This is why I started Real Relationship Talk, because I wanted us to be able to have real conversations about real issues that are affecting our real relationships. Every relationship is not peaches and cream and rosy and smiles. And every relationship does not need to happen. There are some of you who are in relationships that you quite honestly need to get out of. And then there are others of you who just need some tools. You need some help along the way. And that's what we're here to do. So one of the most important relationships, you guys, that we can have is the relationship that we have with ourselves. So I want to talk to my ladies. I want you to think about me as like your big sister right now. I'm going to tell you some stuff that is going to offend you today, okay? So just be prepared. You're going to be offended with some things that I'm going to say today. But know that I'm saying these things to you in love, knowing that I'm saying these things to you because it is time out for us to keep on doing stuff the way that we've been doing stuff. It is time out for us to continue to be blinded by this culture and to be blinded by people's agendas. It is time out for you to continue on these destructive cycles that you're in in your relationships because you lack the wisdom and the foresight to understand what's really going on. Some of you all are in relationships, and I'm talking to my single ladies right now, who are in relationships with men, and you know that you're not being treated the way that you deserve. And you smile and you kind of go along to get along and you just want to make this man happy because being in a relationship with somebody, I mean, is better than being by yourself, right? Wrong, sis. 
So I want to share with you some things today that I think are really damaging us as a community. I'm talking about women. And then for you fellas listening or watching, if you're watching this on YouTube, I also want to challenge you to step it up and to begin to be the protectors of women. You guys, if you are in any way connected to the culture, you know that everything in our culture screams sex. Sex is the number one American idol. It really is. If you think about all the things that we worship in this country, yes, we worship money. Yes, we worship power. Yes, we worship respect. But sex is intertwined into all of that. If you watch any kind of show on TV, they show the power woman, right? She's a woman in a power suit and it's all form-fitted and she's got her cleavage hanging out and she's got an era or an aura, I should say, of sexuality and sensuality about her. That's the quote, power woman. And then if you look at a power couple, Again, it's going to be a couple who's dressed to the nines. Usually the woman is being objectified in that photo or in that picture. So everything that we worship, and yes, I'm using the word worship intentionally here because that is what we do as a society, unfortunately. Everything that we worship at the core of it is sex. I believe that sex is America's number one idol. And it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not, because guess what? It's also seeped into the church. I was on Instagram the other day, I was scrolling through, and there was a well-known female pastor who came up on the screen. And I was mortified, you guys. I could not believe that she was in this outfit. She wasn't preaching, but she was she was dressed in an outfit that was just so inappropriate. And y'all, I'm not a prude. I love fashion. I love clothes. Bring it on. But what I am not going to do as a woman of God is to show all of my goods to the world. Okay, what I am not going to do is to say out of my mouth one thing that the Bible teaches and then with my behavior, preach another different thing. Okay, so there is a way that we have to go about presenting ourselves. And this is not about wearing long skirts and no makeup. Y'all see, I have full makeup on. I love makeup. I love fashion, like I said. So it's not a matter of long dresses and, you know, you can't show anything. You can't show your shoulders. It's not about the you can'ts and the you shouldn'ts. It's about what kind of aura are you giving off? And if we're honest, there is a way that we dress, ladies, that we know the message that we're sending off. We know the kind of attention that we want to receive. This is why it absolutely baffles me when women dress in scandalous clothes and then they get upset when guys actually start gawking over them and catcalling them and calling them out of their names and saying all these things. I'm like, sis, what did you expect? Like, that is literally the kind of attention that you are attracting. So when Sean and I go out, I love to dress up. I love to look cute, right? But when we go out, ask him. I will turn around three times in front of the mirror and be like, do I look okay? Is anything, like, hanging out? Is anything? I don't want that kind of attention. I have a full husband, y'all, in the other room, okay? I am married. I don't need that kind of attention, don't want that kind of attention. I am not trying to look sexually appealing to anybody but my man. And guess what? When I want to look sexually appealing to him, it's not going to be at Cheesecake Factory. It's going to be in our bedroom. So I need you all, especially you married women, to understand this as well, that how you present yourselves matters. Now, to the guys, because I know that there are a lot of women right now who are thinking, yeah, but my husband likes for me to dress that way. I get it, because to be honest, Sean likes for me to show off a little bit too. But I'm telling on him because this is going to be helpful for you men, and it's going to be helpful for you women. I had to tell Sean once, I said, Sean, I know that, you know, as a man, I'm not a man, but I can imagine as a man, you want to show off your wife. 
you want to be like, dang, y'all, look at look at my woman. Look at my wife. Like, this is what I'm working with. I get that. Cool. But what you're not going to do is have me out here paraded around like I'm some sort of showgirl or trophy wife. I'm not, that's not who I am. And that's not his intention, but I just needed to say that to him. Because it's important, ladies, that you know your value and that you know your worth and that you know that you are more than your body. Y'all, we listen to these artists and they say things and then they, again, are so hypocritical with how they behave, with how they dress, with how they act. They say, oh, girl, you're worth it. You're, you're worth this and your value is this. But then they teach you to basically dumb yourselves down and to allow yourself to be objectified by a culture that tells you that you are nothing more than a sexual object. And I'm telling you, sis, you are so much more than a sexual object. So I use this analogy a lot. You know, I love jewelry. And from time to time, we'll go jewelry shopping. And when we go jewelry shopping, there's all these cases out in the jewelry store. There's the case that's on clearance. And sometimes that case doesn't have any kind of glass on it. It's just like out there. You can go try on the little rings. You can try on the necklace. You can try on the stuff. It's on clearance. Stuff that nobody else wanted or stuff that's just kind of like aged out of the system and they're trying to get rid of inventory. That's the clearance stuff. And then you've got like kind of the general inventory, the stuff that's on sale. Sometimes it'll go on sale for different holidays. Sometimes it's just like full price all the time. You're just going to have your general inventory. And usually you're going to need an associate to help you with that stuff, right? You're going to like, oh, I like that ring right there. Can I see that one? And they go behind the case and they get it. And you try it on. They stand right there and look at you while you're trying it on, right? And then after you're done, they put it back in the case or you buy it. And then my friends, there is some inventory that is not out on display. There is some inventory that either you have to design yourself or if it is in the store, it is locked up. And only certain people know about that inventory. I guarantee you that inventory does not go on sale. That inventory is not out in an open box for people to come and touch and handle and try on and all of that stuff because it is the most valuable. If you try that inventory on, you will either have to go to a separate part of the store or you will absolutely have a manager looking over your shoulder the whole time that you are handling that jewelry. And after you handle that jewelry, they're going to come and wipe it off and take it back to where it belongs. This is how we need to think of ourselves as women. You are not clearance. You are not supposed to be handled and touched and paraded about for everybody to see. If we can think that way in terms of jewelry, why can't we think that way in terms of our own sexuality? All right, my friends, we have to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. If you haven't already subscribed or followed the podcast, please do that now. And we will be right back. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on The Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. 
We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I want to encourage you ladies to step it up. And when I say step it up, I'm talking expand your vision for yourself. Stop allowing yourself to be objectified and stop objectifying yourself because we can blame the media, we can blame advertising, we can uh, blame the men, we can blame everybody else. But if we don't take a good hard look in the mirror at ourselves, at what we're putting on our bodies, at how the even the, the way we pose in pictures, let's say you're fully covered up, but your face is sending all kinds of I want you now. I want you to want me now. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Those vibes. Why? Like, why, if you're in a picture with your best friend, do you need to be doing all that? When I'm posing with my girlfriend or anybody, my kids, I don't need to be sending messages and I'm a sexual object and I'm available and, oh, I want you to want me. But we are so ingrained in this, you guys. Our culture is so widely accepting of the whole sex sell, sex sell, sex sell. So you're going to see it everywhere. And unfortunately, because we see it everywhere, we become desensitized to it. So when you're looking through social media and when you're looking through magazines and when you're driving down the street and when you're playing a game on your phone, all this stuff is popping up all over the place, all over the place, all over the place, sex, 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 all over the place. And then we wonder why our relationships are failing. So you want to know why your relationships are failing? It's because sex is a shaky foundation to build a relationship on. I don't care how cute you are. I don't care how snatched you are, how tight your body is. I don't care about any of that stuff. None of that stuff is going to last, okay? Even if you go back to the plastic surgeon every 10 years, you still have to go back and get it retightened. It's not meant to last. Sex is wonderful in marriage. It, you need to have lots of it, okay? But even in marriage, it is not a solid foundation. You cannot build a healthy relationship on sex, and so the reason that our relationships are failing is because this is the thing that we have prioritized. No longer are people prioritizing character, integrity, dependability, honesty. No longer are those things being prioritized. Now it's a matter of, you know, the bag and how I look and how snatched is he or she and the weight and all of this other silliness. And again, I am not just talking about single folks because married people have gotten caught up in this mess too. And so it's all about, you know, making the bedroom spicy and bringing all these different elements into the bedroom and, and people get bored with that stuff. And so what, do you, what happens when you get bored sexually? Then you have to keep on introducing more things so that you cannot be bored. Now we've got porn happening in our marriages. Now we've got other folks coming into our marriage beds. We're doing all this stuff 
to try to satiate really what's a lust problem. I heard Tony Gaskins. I don't know if you guys follow Tony Gaskins or not, but let me let me tell you something about Tony Gaskins, okay? And I don't really like hype up a lot of people, but I'm going to tell you something that that man speaks truth. And there's something that he said in a video. I don't even remember when I watched this video, but he said, lust cannot be quenched. It has to be starved. Y'all, that hit me. Oh my goodness, that hit me like a boom, like right in the chest. Lust cannot be quenched. It has to be starved. You see, people ask all the time, is it okay for you to have lust in your marriage? Listen, if you're lusting after your spouse, the word lust, though, is not love. Lust is this desire. It's literally an unquenchable desire towards something. So I would say be very clear and be very careful when you're talking about lust in your marriage. Should you have desire for your spouse? Absolutely. Strong desire? Yeah. Should you think about them sexually all the time? Sure. But you need to be careful then that those desires then don't seep into other people and other desires. And again, introducing things into your marriage that would defile it. The Bible says, let the marriage bed be undefiled. And so if you are a Christian and you are struggling with lust, then you need to look at what are you looking at? The eyes are the gateway to the soul. So if all you're doing is scrolling through social media and everybody on your social media feed has on outfits that are three sizes too small, then you need to realize, oh, that's probably feeding my lust. If the movies that you're watching have sex scenes and the you're watching, you're reading romance novels. Come on now, if you're a Christian, you're reading romance novels? Like what is happening? Do y'all know romance novels are basically pornography in written form? We got to be wise. Like, we got to wake up. What is happening right now? So if you're a Christian and you're wondering, oh, my gosh, you know, my husband is so full of lust. Or if you're a man and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm so full of lust. I don't know how to get rid of this. You cannot quench it. You have to starve that monkey. And how do you do that? Everything must go. Everything. It's like a clearance sale, right? Everything must go. That means you got to get rid of your phone, get rid of the phone. If that means you need to get off social media, get off social media. If that means you need to put a lock on your computer and give your spouse the password and get covenant eyes, that's what you need to do. If that means you need to burn the books, burn the books. If that means you need to get rid of your TV, get rid of the TV. Whatever you need to do, you have got to get tenacious about starving the lust monster. Now, if you're single, all the more, all the more, because at least if you're married, you can have those sexual desires fulfilled in your spouse. If you're single, and I'm talking about you're a godly single person, you're trying to live a good life, you're trying to live according to the principles of the word, and we know that the word is very clear about sex outside of marriage. We don't need to do another video on that. Go read your Bible. It's not up for debate. So if you're a single person and you're trying to live in accordance to the word of God, then the same must go for you. Because not only are you feeding the monkey, but now you don't even have a release. So now I'm talking about biblically, you do not have a release. You do not have the biblical authority to go and release your urges. So now you're sexually frustrated and you've got a lust problem. The only way to get rid of lust is to starve it. And you don't starve it by going out and looking like you just came from a strip, a strip joint. You don't starve it by sending nudes to guys or sending scandalous pictures to men and then wondering why they treat you like trash. I'm sorry, I, I'm being blunt, you guys, on, on purpose because there are too many people whose lives are being ruined. There are too many women who are allowing yourselves to be objectified 
There are too many women who are in relationships with men who only want one thing from you and you're giving him that thing. And that's why he's also getting it from two and three and four other women too. Because you have so lowered your standard because you think that's the only way to get a man. That is a way to get a man, but it's certainly not a way to keep a man and not a good man. Do you really want a man like that? No. So it's time for us to step up. It's time for us to start to reevaluate who we are. And if you don't know who you are, then there's a wonderful book that you can read that will tell you who you are. It is called the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. You have got to read that word and see who does your creator say that you are? He's the one who formed and fashioned you and made you and gave you a purpose, plan, and potential. He is the one who designed you the way that you are on purpose for purpose. You need to understand who you are because when you know who you are, then you will know how to act. Then you will attract the right people to you. Then you will not have to keep worrying about why do I keep attracting all these losers because you know who you are. I don't attract losers in my life. I don't. Friends, men, women, I don't attract losers because I know who I am. So if I'm in a conversation with somebody, my discernment is always on point. So if I say that you're a loser, that conversation is going to last for about two seconds and then we're going to move on. Okay? I'm not going to entertain it. I don't have time and neither should you, but you can only do that when you know who you are. You will only do that when you decide, you know what, my worth is like that piece of jewelry in the back of the jewelry store. And I am not going to allow everybody to handle, touch, observe, and look at me because I'm worth way more than that. And if no one has ever told you that, I'm telling you that you are worth so much more than that. So how do we change? What do we do? The first thing is you're going to have to change your input. I already talked about if you're looking online, if you got the romance novels and all that stuff, but I'm also talking about music. Y'all, these so-called artists that we're uh, listening to and that are really preaching their messages to you every time that you put those AirPods in your ears, they are preaching their messages to you. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. I don't care how big they are. I don't care how popular they are. I don't care who endorses them. They are leading you down a road of destruction. If they are teaching you that the way that you get ahead in life is to use your body. And let me tell you, let me speak about this, because I know that there are some of you who believe that the way that women get their power is to get their power back from men somehow. We've been taught this, right? Men has men have objectified women for years. So now we basically are going to objectify ourselves. That is the biggest mess of foolishness I have ever heard in my entire life. What? So because men have sexualized us now, we are going to sexualize ourselves. That'd be just like saying for hundreds of years, Africans were enslaved by Europeans. And so now we're going to enslave ourselves. That doesn't make any sense. No, the way that you gain freedom is to not become your oppressor. The way that you gain freedom is to realize that nobody can oppress you. That's why I say enslaved people, not slaves, because they were never slaves. They were enslaved, but they were never slaves. You might feel like, you know what? I have no worth. I have no value. But that's just a feeling. That's not the truth. So though people might be objectifying you, don't allow yourself to be objectified. And my goodness, don't objectify yourself. So how do women get our power back? We start to use our minds. We start to realize that what we have to offer is way more than the physical. It's way more than what we can do for a man in between the sheets. It's way more than that. We start to realize that when God created Adam, he created everything in this world. He said, it is good. It is good. It is very good. He looked at man. He said, that is not good. Why? Because man was by himself. Because man was incomplete without woman. 
That's what you bring to the table, sis. You help to complete a bigger picture of the image of God and the earth, way more than your body. It's way more than that. So the next time that you get dressed, the next time that you go to pose for a selfie, the next time that you go out on a date, I want you to ask yourself, am I allowing myself to be objectified and am I leading with my body? Am I presenting a picture to this man that I offer him one thing and one thing only? Because guess what? When he gets that one thing, you are of no more use to him. He's got the prize. Now he's moving on. And I want to tell women this because I've seen it so many times after time, after time, after time, after time. Wonderful, beautiful, smart women get in relationships with these dudes and they can't understand why these dudes are treating them the way that they're treating them. And I'm like, because you devalued yourself. And now that man is just simply doing what you taught him to do, which is to devalue you. So if you want to be treated with respect, you got to first respect yourself. Oh, Dana, are you saying that if I have my cleavage out, I'm disrespecting myself? Absolutely. Absolutely. Intimate. You, know, you want to know why they call them intimate apparel? Because intimate apparel is supposed to cover things that only should be shown in a place of intimacy. Your boobs are not supposed to be shown at McDonald's. I'm sorry. That, that we don't need to see that. So when you take something that was previously meant and designed by God to be used in an intimate setting, and then you put it on full display, I am absolutely saying that you are disrespecting yourself 100%. So what do I wear? Well, there's all kinds of things that you can wear. There's all kinds of ways that you can dress. You just don't have to show it off. And guess what? When you hide those intimate parts of you, you know what you do? You create some mystery. You create some allure. Because everybody, it seems, is dressing like that. So what makes you stand out? Nothing. You just look like everybody else. But when a woman knows her worth and value and when she's not showing off everything and she's not walking around like, pick me, pick me, I'm a sex kitten, I'm a sex goddess. When she's not walking around like that, you know what she attracts? She attracts the men of character. She attracts the men who are not just looking for that. So you're going to start attracting a different kind of man when you start to carry yourself in a different kind of way. And for my married sisters, when you start to change how you dress and you tell your husband, babe, this is all for you and it's only for you. I'm not doing that out in public. Your husband's going to step up. Watch. So if you want other people to step up in your life, you got to first step up in your own life. So that's it, you guys. I just wanted to share that because it's been like so heavy on my heart. I'm so tired of the enemy playing his games. And I'm so tired of people being deceived and just blindly following along and having their lives disrupted. It is time out for us to keep living foolish. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, if I didn't hurt your feelings too much, I would love to hear from you. Comment below. You know, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment below. And if you're not watching this on YouTube, I invite you to come to my YouTube channel. I'll link to it in the show notes of the podcast, wherever you're listening. I want to hear from you because this conversation is so important. If you're a mom who has a teenage daughter, a young adult daughter, you need to be sharing this message with them because they need to hear some truth. It is time out for us to continue to do things the same old way. What is the definition of insanity? Doing the same old thing the same old way and expecting different results. It's time to change up the way we're doing things so that we can get different results. That's it for this video. That's it for this podcast, you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of the Real Relationship Talk family. As we end every podcast and every episode and saying a good relationship is not one that works. A good relationship is one where you put in the work. I will see you guys on the next video, on the next podcast. Take care. 
Wow, you stayed all the way to the end. You, my friend, are the real MVP. Thanks again for listening to Real Relationship Talk. The show notes can be found at realrelationshiptalk.com. Have you subscribed to the podcast yet? If not, be sure to do that now. And may your relationships be uncomplicated as you build deeper connections. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.